Hi, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting coming to you with a biblically focused business podcast. And in continuing my conversation from uh, uh, yesterday's uh, talk about about the uh, you know personal lifestyle, uh, personal goals in terms of uh, you know setting our goals and, and things like that. Um, there's there's also some other issues that go along with that in in terms of you know what kind of goals we should set. And there are some factors that we need to, to take into consideration as we do that. And one of those is, you know, how much debt we take on. Uh, Dave Ramsey has a uh, program um, uh, that I actually, when I was at, when I was going to Saddleback Church, actually uh, started and led up a ministry for a while, um, actually delivering. Uh, Financial Peace University, which is his his class, and I, you know, just a uh, just a coordinator, you know, because you just show videos and then you facilitate discussion, and um, it was a um, very very enlightening time in my life because um, we got those classes up to like two hundred people, and. I saw over the time that I did that, I saw so many lives change and I've seen marriages actually saved. I've seen people who are in bankruptcy um, survive, get out of bankruptcy um, and not have to go through bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, I've seen people that um, they just kind of got their priorities straight. Dave Ramsey has a great program with that. And really at the center of, of that program really is about not being in debt. And it's, it's definitely biblical not to be in debt. And there's so many pressures in our lives uh, these days. Our society and our economy is, seems to be built on debt. Um, you know, our, our, our um, country is just continually going deeper and deeper in debt. And we have become much more tolerant of debt in our personal lives and in our businesses. And so what happens is that when we have economic cycles, the down cycles get to be pretty painful because of that debt. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, And... The reason for that is, is that when you take on a lot of debt, when you have a downturn, then the the debt is still due, but you don't have the resources to pay it. And, you know, taking on debt during good times and, you know, because you can service it and all of that, then when you go into bad times, you can't service it is, is uh, one of the problems. And another problem is that if you borrow money during the bad times to try to get through the bad times to the good times, get yourself deep in debt. And if the good times don't come soon enough, then you still risk, um, you know, financial ruin. So either way you end up in financial ruin. And, uh, you know, I had to learn that lesson and I had to learn it multiple times. Um, you know, cause we forget over time. Uh, everything starts working well, and we don't have debt, and we continue um, to 
to move forward in life and we become less and less um, aware of what we're doing. And it's these outside pressures on us that, that change, you know, if we not, it, 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 if we don't really pay attention, it's slowly seeps back into our lives and we slowly become tolerant because of the, of the lives um, in our lives. We, we uh, make exceptions and, and what seems reasonable in other people's eyes. Um, and, you know, when we see, seek counsel, we, you know, the people who are giving us counsel are, are more tolerant to it. But it's, it's really clear in Proverbs 22, 7, it says, The rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. And that principle is true to whatever degree that you're in debt. The more that you're in debt, the worse that is. And you can become a total slave. Uh, by being too far in debt. And um, one of the things that can lead to that too is lifestyle. Our lifestyle choice. And when we do well, um, and you know, I've done really, really well, and then I didn't do well. And adjusting your your lifestyle to your income is very, very difficult. I can attest to that. Um but uh, it's the most affluent Americans that, um, you know, own the biggest homes and the best cars and, you know, all the, the, the um, nice toys. Um, and it's, you know, the question is, can you really afford it? And, you know, sometimes buying the nicest cars and buying the nicest homes come with debt. And so you have to ask yourself the question, you know, if if you really can't afford it, if you had to borrow and and mortgages are a way of life and car loans seem to be, have become a way of life. You're always going to have a mortgage and you're always going to have a car loan. And that's not true. And in fact, I had, you know, have and currently own our cars debt free. Thank God. Um, and. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we don't own our home debt free. And so, you know, if we, if we don't, uh, make things balance the budget, we could lose the home because of the debt. So, you know, we have become a slave to that lender because we're going to lose what we have if we don't continue to be able to service the debt. Um, there's a, an idea, you know, that um, if you determine God's best for your life and be satisfied with it, even if it means moving down in your lifestyle, you know, in Luke, um, in, in Luke, in the, in, the, in the scriptures, it says, whoever has to him shall more be given and whoever does not have even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. Luke 8, 18. And he promised also in, uh, in verses 29 through 30 in, uh, in, in chapter 18, uh, there is no one who has left 
house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times as much at this time and in the age to come in eternal life. So God has a different plan for our lives than we do. And it's, it's not always easy for us to accept. And so we need to find contentment where God has put us. And we just, we always need to try to do the best we can. But, you know, we, if we're wise with what we have, we're going to be given more. So if we're, you know, if, if we can live a life debt-free, if we can live a lifestyle that allows us to live debt-free, we're going to do better over time. Um, if we have to borrow money, we're, we're, we're shackled. And even if we do better, um, we're not going to do better. <laughs> you know, even if we earn more, we're not going to do better. Um, and we have to earn more just to maintain. Uh, so we're kind of put into that kind of a situation. It's the same thing with cars. Um, you know, mostly us, us guys, um, you know, we, we've been trained that, that our, our cars are, are, you know, indicative of, of, um, how virile we are, I guess. I don't know how else to say that, but, you know, the, the, um, having these nice cars in high school was really important. And, um, you know, that's what made, made us popular and made us, and, and we've, we've taken that into life after school and into the job mark, you know, and, and it's kind of the same thing. Um, the more you have, the, and the more you're able to show that you have wealth and you're successful, the more successful you become. And, um, people will be more willing to hire you. You can be more successful if you look like you're successful. And so we look successful to try to become successful. Um, and it's all wrong. That's not how it works. You know, um, one way to, to measure this is if, you know, if you're, if you're uh, giving and your, your tithing and offerings, your tithes and offerings don't match your car in quality that, Maybe you have to reassess where your heart is because you're pu- you're putting your heart where your treasure is. It says that in uh, Luke twelve verse thirty four, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, and I I love nice cars, and I and I and I really expect to have you know cars that are are reliable and safe. Um, I at least want that. Um, but it, it's nice to have a car that's comfortable, um, especially when you have to drive long distances to work every day. Um, but I have been trained not to buy a brand new car because it does depreciate so much the minute you drive it off the lot because you can't return it. And, um, and when you sell a used car, it won't sell at a new price. It has to sell at a significant discounted price if somebody's going to buy a car that's used, that's already had one owner. Because just having, an, you know, another owner on title for that car, you know, the first owner, and you have to be the second owner, being the second owner devalues that car um, 
significantly, even though it doesn't have that many miles on it. But it's just the fact that it's not, you're not the original owner. And then, you know, it depreciates, most of the depreciation um, acceleration happens during the first couple of years. And after that, you know, then it's, it's pretty good value after that because the depreciation rate slows down and that's a good time to buy it is in a couple of years. And, and if you can pay cash for it, that's even better. So it, but it does help, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't have a nice car. Um, we can't have some of the conveniences of those. If you can pay cash for it, um, then sure, it, you know, and if uh, God gives you the resources to do that, then, you know, he owns it all. So if he gives us those resources, he may want us to have some of that nice stuff, like a nicer car. And But we have to be willing to allow him to decide how much that's going to be and when. And that's a hard lesson that I have been learning throughout my entire life and still learning. And I probably will struggle with it till the day I die. But we need to have and understand that standard that God owns it all and we don't need to be wealthy. And as a Christian entrepreneur, um, if our motivation is in the right place, if our heart is in the right place, we are going to make the world better around us with what we do rather than uh, enriching ourselves more than others. With that, I'll talk to you next time.